invite y'all to have a seat. Before we start, I want to encourage y'all. Uh, I know there's some, some extra little ones in here today, um, and you're about to see a lot more extra ones. And I just want to tell all of you that might be sitting with some young, young children, and I know that can be stressful. Y'all just relax, and it's really okay. Uh, Fran's not in here. She, she wasn't at home last night, and it was raining, so obviously we needed to make a basketball court in our house with her like nice laundry baskets, because nice laundry baskets make sense. So that's what our life's like. So you're, well, I say that to say you're not going to distract us. So um, your children are a joy. Um, children are a joy to us. So just invite y'all to relax and, and be with family today. I appreciate and want to encourage you to look at um, and listen to JB's prayer um, about things being new to us and a story that we've heard all the time. Because I know for me this year, that has been a theme that has carried out a lot, um, a lot of new things. And just today, to read about Caesar calling a census when I was a little kid here in Caesar, I'm like, is there pizza involved in this story? And just to always assume that part and then to think this morning, like God brings Mary and Joseph to the city that the Messiah is prophesied to be born in through this evil, egotistical emperor that wants to count all his people and feel good about how big he is. And to notice that, um, to see things like that, um, to come to our story today and see these shepherds, just um, a lot of new things. And I, I pray that for us, that we would um, hear new things this morning and we're going to look at one of those, those things and the shepherds and just marvel at people that we assume. We've always heard about the angels you know, approaching the shepherds, speaking to the shepherds, but to question why in the world these, these random people um, in, a, in a seemingly small, not mattering place, they got to hear ahead of time of this great news. So I want to tell us about that and also in the same way prepare us to watch what we're about to watch. And I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be great. Yeah, our kids are acting out something, and it's going to be really fun to watch, but they're also teaching us God's Word. I told them up there before we started, they're doing my job today. And I told them how special that is, and yeah, they're leading their church in God's Word, and that's what they're doing. And I just want us to feel permission to hold both these things at the same time, because two things are going to be at play. They're going to be cute, and they're going to be funny, and they're going to be really proud. And they're going to do an awesome job, some of them, and we're going to be really proud... <laughs> Two of mine are innkeepers. I all but took them to the Scottish Inn to like study the role, to watch the role. <laughs> and we're going to beam, see our kids up here doing, the, doing their thing. And they're also going to make a lot of mistakes. And we're going to chuckle and laugh. And it's going to be hilarious. And just as we can be proud and also lighthearted and laugh, there, there's an and in there that unites two seemingly unrelated things. I pray that this morning we would enjoy our kids because they're a joy. They're enjoyable. They're beautiful pictures of God's kingdom. I pray we would be able to enjoy our kids and clearly see Jesus through what they act out, that we'd be able to do both of those things. Enjoy this time and behold Jesus in full engagement. Um, hear this story from those who Jesus said as he walked on the earth, hey, unless you become like these, unless you act like these, you, you won't see the kingdom. So may we learn about him through them. Um, we're going to focus on just a little piece of what they're going to show you uh, before we hear from them. Uh, you heard it read from Advent. You'll hear them read it again. I'm going to read just a part of it. Um, this is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. And in the same regions there were shepherds out in the field, 
keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Let's pray. God, continue to help us slow down. Help us slow down. Minds that are busy and hearts that are restless. To behold a story that might be deceivingly just familiar to us. Help us see you new and ask you in Jesus. Amen. So in this moment and going into watching, I want this hopefully to stick in your mind, just the fact that there was fear. There's some people that were afraid and uh, angels of the Lord appeared and called them to joy. So there was fear and it was replaced by joy. Joy replaced fear. I pray that that would just kind of be on our mind, a filter that we watch and absorb all this through um, in this. So we see these shepherds, they're shepherds in a region, in this region. They're not even in Bethlehem. So Bethlehem is a tiny little place, and it's so cool that Bethlehem means the house of bread as we look at the bread of life born there. The same city that David was born in, and that's cool, that was prophesied, but doesn't escape from the fact that Bethlehem has probably less than 100 people. It is the sticks. So when the angel appears to shepherds that are in that region, they're not only in a small place, they're in like the country of the small place. So if you're going to town as the banks by right, these guys are like 15 miles from there, like in the country of the country. So God appears to these guys, they're shepherds. He doesn't give the sneak preview to the priest of the time in Jerusalem. He doesn't go to the Pharisees or the scribes, not to King Herod, not even to a few religious standouts that were really faithful in the Lord for this sneak peek. He tells these random shepherds. They're just, she- they're just random guys in a really small place, and they're at work. Maybe to emphasize Jesus as the good shepherd that he would be, maybe to underscore the humble nature of the kingdom, and probably both and a lot more, and I just pray that we would stop and and marvel at that, that we've heard our whole life that's so familiar to us, the fact that God gave a very dramatic sneak peek to some random guys in a small place. May it remind us that those who don't matter in our economy matter a lot in God's, continually, over and over. God speaks to normal people in normal places in a world that's hyper Connected and big in a small town in Alabama, I can get excited about that. That our God traditionally, repeatedly loves to do big things in small, normal places. Were they excited about this? No, not at all. Not at first. I want us to look at that in verse 9. It says, they were filled with great fear. There's a lot of fear. They're filled up with it. And I want you to think probably partly into, due to the fact that these guys had never seen electricity at night. Like this is the first century. They've never seen a street light. So they're in the middle of a field at night. And I imagine that the glory of the Lord is pretty bright. So that's probably pretty scary in and of itself. But past that, just this general observation that I want us to take in to watching this take place. God invaded their life. 
their normal life. And their natural reaction was fear. God invaded their normal everyday life. And there was fear. They were at work. And they were afraid in the presence of a a holy God, the glory of the Lord. It evoked fear in them. And this angel says, don't fear. Stop fearing. Behold, look, I tell you good news that will bring great joy. Don't be afraid. Be filled with joy. Joy that's for all people, but we're telling you first, there's a Savior, and He's Christ the Lord. He's born. Jesus is a lot of things, would be a lot of things to these men. This angel emphasizes His saving, the fact that He's a rescuer. So the angel says, you're afraid, don't be afraid, because I'm telling you about someone that has come to save you. May that fill you with joy. So just in general, what I want us to carry, what I hope sticks, is the kingdom showing up in their normal life brought fear. That fear was treated by news of Jesus. Fear to joy. I pray that we would make that movement as a church family as we get to see the coming of Jesus acted out from us. This is huge for us. We've talked about it a lot recently, our desire in seeing our church family be in Jesus all over the place, not just acknowledge him in little compartments like this space. And these shepherds were probably great Jewish men that went to the synagogue and went to the feast and did all the things that people do. And that's not where the news was delivered. It came to them at work. They were just at work, not at church. And I think for a lot of us, the thought of truly acknowledging being with Jesus everywhere, not just in neat little compartments in our marriages, in our parenting, at work, in our friendships, we don't, not only not, not know how to do that, but that's scary to us. It scares us to death. Like these shepherds, fear. May we hear, fear not. And may we understand that that fear is very natural, straight from a very, very, very long time ago that we'll get to look at this year in Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, the wages of sin, the product of sin is Genesis 3.23, where God sends Adam and Eve out of the garden, vanishes them from his presence to work the ground for their provision, to do for their own what God had intended to do for them. In and of ourselves, our lives are separate from a purely perfect, eternal God from His glory. I think we know instinctively that He doesn't belong in our spaces, in and of ourselves, or rather that we don't belong in His. It's scary. We run and hide. Fear, offense, shame, cover our eyes. You heard the McClendons read about Isaiah, the prophecy, what was prophesied that joy would replace is sorrow. And I love this, the prophet writes, sighing, sorrow and sighing. I think a lot of us know sorrow, and I think maybe even more of us know what it is to sigh during a day. Like, ah, that. Fear not, these angels say. We're bringing a replacement for that natural reaction to fear, to your inherent knowledge that there's something wrong between you and God in and of yourself. Fear not, there's news that brings Great joy. These angels say, not only are we here not to hurt you or do anything bad, we're here to tell you about someone that's come to rescue you out of your natural separation between you and God. We have a Savior. And our Savior comes to us to save us from separation. He lives and dies for relationship restoration between us as messed up, broken people 
in a holy and perfect God relationship now, imperfect relationship eternally. We were not good with God. That's scary. That should evoke fear in us. We're, us and God were not good. We're not good between each other. Jesus has come to fix. May that pivot evoke joy. That's what our kids are about to show us, the fact that Jesus came to fix what was broken. We weren't good with a holy and perfect God. We deserved His wrath and anger. Now we're good with Him. Joy, released from fear, fear to joy. I just want to acknowledge that for all of us, especially those that put those awesome costumes on some of these kids this morning, that's going to be a hard pivot for us to make. We're so busy. One of the main things that I, that I don't like is when Fran and I are riding down the road, we're driving, I'm driving, she's looking on her phone like she does, and she'll scream, like, scream. And she's screaming because she's excited about something cool she read or saw on her phone. I think she's screaming because there's about to be an 18-wheeler in my lap. Like, don't do that. And she's like, well, this such and such just happened. And she's calling me into joy to enjoy whatever news she just heard. And it, it takes me a minute to stop being afraid <laughs> of what I thought was something to be extremely afraid of. There's a, there's a pivot that has to happen before I can enter into that joy. And I pray we would take a deep breath and pivot together. Pivot out of crazy, busy chaos this month. And remember, there's a God. Here it is. There's a God that we deserve to be afraid of who's come in love to save us. That's the news that pivots us from fear to joy. So I pray as we watch this, we will be joyful in our kids. When I say our, whether these kids belong to you or not, they're our kids. They're our church family kids. You can delight in them as yours. But more so the encompassing joy of the message that they're sharing with us. We have an eternal terminal illness, and we get to see some stress-free kids do a play lead us in worship to remind us of a day that a good doctor came in and said you're healed fear not may we acknowledge our fears and yield them to joy and watch this happen I'm going to pray for our mindset that we'd be able to absorb and we'll um, have our kids come up let's pray